Hi, Fashion Hotline. Hi, this Easter, I'm on the hunt. For eggs? For new styles my family can wear to brunch. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now, get a huge 50% off your entire purchase in store. Everything you need, like dresses, polos, and shorts, is 50% off. 50% off? You must be hiding something. Dresses start at just $12 for women, $10 for girls. But Easter's just three days away. Then hop to it. It's in stores only. Don't tell the Easter Bunny. Hurry in for 50% off your entire purchase in stores only. Now at Old Navy. Valid 14 to 420 in stores only. Excludes in-store clearance. Gift cards. Register lane items. Jewelry today only and today only deals. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It caught on in a flash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. From my laboratory in the castle. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back after a brief hiatus for the holiday season, of which I hope all of you had very happy holidays. Welcome back to Monsters at Midnight, brought to you by the Zima Podcasting Network. Uh, this is, it will be January 20th, at least, when you are listening to this, if not later. I'm your host, your favorite escaped madman loose on the airwaves, terrorizing your eardrums, Matt Schaefer. Joining me, as always, is the doctor himself, the mad genius that is cooking up this podcast in Zima Laboratories, Graham Zima. What's going on? And as I have been teasing on my social media, the groovy goulette that we had on the last episode back in November has now joined us full force as a permanent co-host. Welcome, Jolyn Dormady. How are you today? I'm fantastic. I'm glad to uh, be a part of the team. It's uh, very exciting. I can feel the electricity in the air. Maybe that's just the Zima podcasting equipment sending the energy through my body to reanimate me after a winter slumber. I can tell you it's not, but okay. All right. (laughs) Well, yes. Welcome back to Monsters at Midnight. We're excited to bring you back some hot horror shit for you to... That was awful. That sounded gross. (laughs) Hot horror shit? Hot horror shit. We are... Tasty. This is is your one-stop shop for true crime stories, horror news, horror extravaganzas, and tales of the real life unexplained. Uh, shouts to the other shows that you can check out on the Zima Podcasting Network. Living the Dreamcast is in full swing. I actually guest starred on an episode a couple uh, a while back. That was early December already. Uh, Brian Annis and really William Gilbertson host that for all you uh, video gamers and uh, assorted nerds. Well, you're probably a nerd if you listen to the station in general. If you're not, maybe you should stop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Everybody should listen to this. Uh, also, check out Time to Adapt, Max Schaefer, and the lovely, who I'm forgetting. Selena S- Allen. Selena oh. Allen. Their podcasts about novels and their subsequent adaptations. It's often very interesting, very in-depth analysis on novels and what goes into a page-to-screen adaptation? Um, we also have Live in the Dream. You should plug uh, Chuckles' five-minute reviews. That's right. We also have Live in the Dream, as always, with Graham Zima. And Chuckles' five-minute reviews, Charlie Arpin's show where he rants 
and raves for five minutes about usually movies he hates. I have been detecting a theme. <laughs> the most recent episode was Die Another Day, I want to say. Oh, yeah. He was not a fan of that one. I mean, oh it's God. a bad movie, so I don't blame him. To to but it's... Uh, it has a special place in my heart. All the James Bond movies have a special place in my heart, regardless of how shit they are. <laughs> um, the uh, There's plenty more. Plenty you can, more. You can just check them all out on uh, YouTube and iTunes. Yes, and also our boy Graham, if you are listening to us in the Milwaukee area, has himself a real live radio show, MMA Madness. I'm real. I'm, I'm not just sending it out to the air. We are not just figments of your imagination. <laughs> Yeah, I'll plug that for a second. Um, so yeah, that's on Fridays at I'm trying to remember Central Time, uh, four thirty to five. And then also there's a YouTube channel where you can find clips. And then there's a, like a post show after because thirty minutes is a lot, or uh, it's not a lot actually. I should say uh, it's a short amount of time. So there's about an hour long post show which you can catch on Periscope and YouTube on six o'clock central time so check that out and uh full episodes are on soundcloud too so so yeah good time good time you are no short supply of creamy content from us at zima podcast another disturbing yeah you're phrasing today it's just (laughs) i'm a little rusty in case y'all can tell all right i'll just continue to be disgusting yeah we've got a great show lined up for you now that we are kicking off the new year just as scary as always christmas has got come and fucked off and now it's time to get scary again (laughs) so bolt your doors lock your windows turn out the lights monsters and motherfucking midnight rides again we're going to start off with some news about the one of the um, men who have been given the title of Master of Horror, Stephen King. We are in the Ooh. in the throes of Stephen King. Just every everything is Stephen King now. We had it come out last year. It was one of the highest grossing movies of the year. It's gone on it. to it's gone on to become the highest grossing horror movie of all time i think something like that i wouldn't be surprised was, it's i think it beat out jaws and i think it beat out the exorcist it might be the highest grossing horror movie of all time which is a big deal and it's mm-hmm. a, certainly a big pat on the back for stephen king as it's become one of uh his better film adaptations oh hell yeah now stephen uh, of course yeah new season of stranger king's Stranger Things. <laughs> I Str- thought that was on purpose. No, a new that's season. A, that's a spinoff. New, yeah, that's that's coming Netflix uh, next year. New season of Stranger Things, which of course loves its lo- wears its love for Stephen King and 80s horror on its sleeve. And now uh, we have news that uh, Stephen King has a new book on the way. In uh, release date May twenty second, twenty eighteen. It is called The Outsider. Brief synopsis from his website. An 11-year-old boy's violated corpse is found in a town park. Eyewitnesses and fingerprints point unmistakably to to one of Flint City's most popular citizens. He is Terry Maitland, Little League coach, English teacher, husband, and father of two girls. Detective Ralph Anderson, whose son Maitland once coached, orders a quick and very public arrest. Maitland has an alibi, but Anderson and the district attorney soon add DNA evidence to go with the fingerprints and witnesses. 
their case seems ironclad. As the investigation expands and horrifying answers begin to emerge, King's propulsive story kicks into high gear, generating strong tension and almost unbearable suspense. Terry Maitland seems like a nice guy, but is he wearing another face? When the answer comes, it will shock you, as only Stephen King can. So... Our lovely Jolyn Dormady here is wearing her Stephen King Rules shirt. I am indeed. We are under the impression that she's at least a little bit of a fan of Stephen King. <laughs> just, just a bit. Just so I'm going like, to turn it over to Jolyn. What are your thoughts on this new novel emerging from the master of horror, Stephen King? Well, it's like I, I'm really excited, obviously. Uh, anything new by Stephen King I'm super into, uh, especially because like the last book that he released was a, a collection of short stories with his son Owen. Um, which I love. I love that there's like a whole King legacy happening there. But it's I'm excited for it to be another just Stephen King novel, you know, and full force. And it seems like a fun new concept. I mean, not fun necessarily, <laughs> but uh, I, I like the idea of our supposed villain being, you know, a likable sort of charming dude. Because I'm, you know, that's a lot of the time that's kind of realistic. Like people who are fucked up can be totally likable. But also, I mean, I'm assuming because that's what's given as the synopsis already that's probably not exactly how that book is going to end but Mm -hmm. i mean who who knows it's exciting so many questions very true very true so graham uh now that you have heard the synopsis uh, because graham and i are about on the same page like we we fuck with Stephen King, but we're not diehard fans, per se. I, I think you even have more experience with Stephen King than I do. Well, I've, I've actually never finished one of his books. Oh, my God. Told, I know. Oh. Um, I haven't either. I've Jesus seen, Christ. I've guys. seen quite a few of his uh, movies, um, which I know doesn't count, like, count, and I know. But given the synopsis I just read to you, Graham, what do you think about Stephen King's new uh, upcoming story? The synopsis is compelling. I'm sure I won't read it. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, like my frame of reference of Stephen King is really limited. But I think from a like a strictly business move, it's probably the smartest thing for him right now. He's one of the hottest things in pop culture right now. So mm-hmm. he's just going to keep turning out content. He's How many books has he written at this point? Like a million. Fuck if I know. Yeah, like, I was going to so say, I don't even know. Many. If, I'm well, going to see if I can find it. Now that he's like sober and not doing like, cocaine and stuff like that i'm just like this book might actually be well not actually but it might just be amazing because a lot of his other books have a lot of uh it's it's roundabout a lot of hit and miss a lot of really good parts a lot of really weird parts you know i googled how many books has stephen king written did it say a fuck ton it says count at least 108 (laughs) so it's like google's like they don't even we don't really know (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the dude has been written since, like, 1970. Well, and, well, yeah, because he has, like, the Bachman books that are, you know, oh, that's not right, officially yeah. him. So. That's true. Well, I mean, they are his, him. But... pen name. Yeah. So that's actually, uh, we bring we bring up the fact that Graham and I, first off, we can't read. Second off, <laughs> uh, second off uh, we are, like, we're familiar with Stephen King, but we're not diehards. We have a diehard, so I've always wanted to ask this question. Woo-hoo. What is the personal appeal of Stephen King to you? Well, to me, it's the fact that, like, I mean, okay, if I'm comparing the two, I'm more partial to Clive Barker than I am Stephen King, but I think they're kind of two separate ballparks. Um, what I love about Stephen King is that he just keeps fucking going, you know? like, mm-hmm. And even if it's not necessarily a great concept, he somehow sells it. I mean, like, you know, things like, 
Christine. I mean, Christine was fucking great. Mm-hmm. But also, if you think, oh, a haunted car. Like, right, that's not yeah. something that anybody would just be like, oh, that's a great idea. Right, you know? yeah. But, you know, uh, so the fact that he, he writes those things and really sells it and sticks to it, that's, like, kind of remarkable to me. Because it's really easy to start writing something and then realize it's a shit idea and then leave it alone for the rest of forever, you know? Mm-hmm. Very true. So do you think that has something to do with the broad... Why do you think there's such a broad appeal with his work? Is it his prose? Is it the ideas? Well, okay, this might sound insulting, but I don't mean it as such. He, his books are easy to read, kind mm-hmm. of. I mean, they're long, but the language is... It's, it's pretty to the point. I mean, it's descriptive, but it's not like... Like, that's kind of a difference with Clive Barker, is Clive Barker kind of writes a little bit more romantically, so it's more detailed and long-winded, in mm-hmm. a sense. I mean, not excessively so, but more so than Stephen King, whereas Stephen King is more almost sort of conversational in his writing. So mm-hmm. it's like anybody could pick up a Stephen King book and, like, understand what's being said. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need to, like, use a dictionary <laughs> every right. couple pages. Um, but also because he he's written so many different things and like he he hasn't just done horror you know right. he has like a other you know like a little bit of sci-fi other things i mostly read the horror so i'm mm-hmm. like i don't really know but <laughs> i was gonna say well that's what uh his forte is it seems like and that's definitely what he's been most known for mm-hmm. um graham do you have anything to add what do you think the main uh, the broad appeal of stephen king is in the long run i mean in reality, my favorite movie is based on one of his books. So, so that, that could I, be a thing. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't. I can't diss the man. Is your I mean, favorite movie, The Shining? No, Stand by Me. Oh, oh. I mean, I'm an idiot. So. Oh, there we go. That's the story that isn't exactly horror. That's right. Stephen King. Um, but so I can't. Yeah, I can't knock on. I mean, he's he's definitely produced content that is hailed by many people, mm-hmm. and so I, I mean, I don't know. I just I, I don't. Know. I, I feel like I'm 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 talking out of my <laughs> my league here like i i don't uh, i don't know enough about his actual books i i have started which one did i start i might have started uh, what's the stand by me's book like is that's the body right well, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah it's a short story i think okay yeah i've started that um i might have finished it but it's been a while um so i'm not even gonna continue to add i just don't know enough about enough about <laughs> i know well, well i know i've started the shining i started christine i started the green mile i never finished the, any of his work though crazy motherfucker i think i started I the green read. mile I, I don't know i haven't why. read the green mile so i guess i can't judge on that okay i might have started that for some reason that sounds like it that was one of them that i started but yeah. I just can't read. Yeah. Like, actually. That's what it comes down to. Well, what I was going to say is you kind of brought up a good point when you brought up Stand By Me because that could be a huge draw, too. Because, like, a lot of the time when I read books, I mean, it's because I've seen a movie and then I realize, oh, this is based off of a book. So then, of course, I have to read mm-hmm. the book, you know? So, I'm, you know, that could be a huge factor. People see a movie, realize it's written by Stephen King, then they are like, well, I need to buy this book now. Mm-hmm. Very true. So, yeah, all you bookworms out there, hit up your local Barnes & Noble this May 22nd, 2018 for Stephen King's The Outsider should be on shelves near you. Speaking of horror prose uh, and horror fiction, we're going to move on to a movie coming out actually within days of The Outsider, May 18th, 2018. We are getting the first broad release cinematic slender man movie uh-huh. fictional slender man movie Ooh. fun conversation 
Fun so, conversation time. Um, the premise. Okay, start off at the very beginning. For those of you that do not know what the Slenderman is, Slenderman originated as it was a it was a competition held on a forum. I forget what the forum is called. I am going. Pardon me. Excuse me. I just had lunch. I'm going to <laughs> look it up quick. Um. The forum was called Something Awful. It was a Photoshop contest where uh, people needed to edit everyday photos to make something sinister with them. So uh, the poster, Eric Knudsen, using the pseudonym Victor Surge, which is pretty badass. I I love that. (laughs) Edited two black and white photos of children to contain this tall, slender, faceless man in the background with accompanied with a little bit of uh descriptions some like uh not really stories but sort of like uh paragraphs giving context to the photos it won the contest and after that this slender man character exploded oh my God, into the mainstream <laughs> creepy pastas which we have discussed about it arose uh internet which are basically internet campfire stories for lack mm-hmm. of a better phrase there is fan art, fan fiction, and then, of course, it went big time with the indie game Slender the Eight Pages, which mm-hmm. was released in 2012, where the, the concept was you need to go through a forest, finding these eight pages left behind the Slender Man, and uh, try not to die, basically. Even though, even if you get all eight pages, the only way to finish the game is to die anyway. Huh, and then, I didn't know that. Oh, that's yeah. shitty. Yeah, well, that's that's life, basically. There's <laughs> no, no one gets out of it alive. I guess it's kind of playing up the whole, like, I don't know, he's, he's going to follow you till he kills you. True. I don't know. Making it creepy. Keeping True. it creepy. But then, uh, that was, and then that was sort of the beginning of the... Uh, indie, the free-to-play indie horror revolution that we had where literally anyone that had an understanding of Unity Engine or uh, Unreal was putting out horror video games, slender video games, copycat games, left and right. There was there was an abundance of Slender game, Slenderman games after that until the original developers made the big-budget game Slender The Arrival in 2013, which made... Which had a lot of great reviews. It, uh, I never personally played it. I uh, watched a playthrough of it. It looked terrifying and looked mm-hmm. like a great progression for the dev team following what uh, them getting their feet wet with Slender the Eight Pages. Most recently, though, twenty four, we cut to 2014 in Waukesha, actually not too far away from Milwaukee. Oh, oh, yeah. We have uh, what is now infamous, the being referred to as the Slenderman stabbings, where... Uh, these two or three girls, I think it was two. two girls basically led another girl into the forest and almost stabbed her to death, uh, all to appease Slenderman. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Weren't they supposed to make a making a murderer season on that story? I don't I think, know. I had heard that actually. Yeah, there was I don't a rumor know if they about did. that, but I don't know. Yeah, I, that's, I, I would, I would, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> um, but so that that was sort of like a mild moral panic there it was like one of those like 
have video games gone too far? Has media gone too far? Like, we saw it in the 70s with movies, we saw it in the 90s with video games, and we saw it again with, like, and now with, like, fan fiction and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It didn't get quite to that level, but it was definitely a moral panic. There was actually a documentary about Slenderman and the stabbings that mm-hmm. was released fairly, fairly recently. This is the first big-budget Hollywood Slenderman movie, though. There have been some that you can find in, like, the discount bin at Walmart. Apparently, I'm... a lot of those were actually, like... Like, Victor Surge actually had a hand in a lot of those films, apparently. Yeah. Which I was like, that's... Yeah, that's good. Because, I mean, if he if he created this nonsense, you know, he should at least control it a little bit. That's true. Um, something I forgot to mention, though, is uh, one of the big things before the game was Marble Hornets created a pseudo-sort of, like, Blair Witch-esque web yeah. series. Well, that, and that was, like, the whole... That's what went viral, right? Yes. That was how... That was essentially, to me, from my understanding, that's how it got big. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how I... When it, that first came out, that was my first introduction to Slenderman. Yep. And initially fucking horrifying you know what i mean i don't think i've actually ever seen those marble hornets dude i've only played the games it was unsettling like i i kind of don't remember it now because i never watched it again because i was was fucking terrified but one of these days i'll have to check it out yeah it's worth it you should so the synopsis for slender man it's just called slender man terror strikes when four teenage girls in a small town perform a ritual to debunk the lore of a tall thin horrifying figure known as the slender man they soon fear that the legend the legend is true when one of them suddenly goes missing there was a tr- teaser trailer released last week or with two weeks ago something yeah, like that recent. very fairly recently for the film the film is directed by sylvain white whose filmography includes The Losers and <laughs> so Stomp the Yard. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, man? And what? I'll <laughs> always know what you did last summer. Oh, no. I didn't know about that one. Um, oh, man. Which Whoa. I find interesting. I've We've all seen the trailer, at yeah. least. Yep. Um, so I'll start with Graham this time. What are your thoughts on this upcoming Slender Man movie? All right, I have another question regarding Slender Man. Didn't Slender Man, like... Wasn't he just relevant four years ago? Like, it's it's just so weird that we're still creating content around, like, assuming well, that he's still like this big thing. It Maybe started. I'm wrong. In, I mean, it started in like 2009. You oh, know? really? So, yeah, yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah, so Which it's, is it's actually been a long ass time. Another thing that I forgot to bring up is this is coming out in May eight May eighteenth. I think it was. Uh, the movie's coming out May eighteenth. The uh, Waukesha stabbing took place almost exactly four years ago around that date so here's that's the other (laughs) thing about this movie that i forgot to bring up is that a lot of theaters in wisconsin will not be showing it because yeah i heard a lot of like not a lot of people but i think like the dad or whatever is like fucking pissed the dad the dad is there are a lot of people uh voicing their opinions about this movie's release well my question still remains why like it it seems interesting how slenderman is still getting this kind of treatment Mm -hmm. so far, even though it's been, like, numerous... Like, I remember personally around 2013, maybe even a little bit before then, I think that was around the time of the first Slenderman game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That might be... uh, That's just probably just a guess in terms of the dates. But I, I don't know. It's interesting. I have sort of... 
I got a little bit of Slenderman fatigue. Like, I oh, was yeah. really into it at first. I was like, wow, this is really interesting. I never believed it because there were people that were telling me, no, dude, Slenderman, he's real. He's real. <laughs> right. I'm telling you. Like, oh, this yeah. whole, it was a bit, one big giant conspiracy to them that, you yeah. know, they were writing it off as this uh, this fake uh, conspiracy. Never mind. I'm not even going to get into it. That's a whole <laughs> other story. Um, but, yeah, after hours and hours of reading different Slenderman stories and watching mm. I don't think I ever played the game at least I, I might have played like a few minutes I think one of my friends might have had it back in high school but after you know absorbing a lot of Slenderman content throughout the years I've kind of just hit this point where this movie feels a little bit too late well yeah and they they beat it to death the internet beat it to fucking death yeah. I mean if only literally right mm-hmm. but yeah, and we've already kind of had... I know we've mentioned the movies uh, that came out. One of them was called, like, The Tall Man or something like yeah, just, that. It was just one of those bad indie horror films. But mm-hmm. regardless, I think it's, it's a little too late for me to be interested in this movie. If it had come out, come out around 2013 or 2012, I might have been more interested. Mm-hmm. But and, I, and also just the movie itself looks like your generic horror, you know, by-the-numbers yeah. type film. I, I will give it credit, though... There is a little bit of curiosity within me, like how mm-hmm. they're going to approach it, but it looks like it might just hit the same beats. But who knows? Maybe maybe it might surprise me. Well, and like for me, I mean, I think the fact that they waited this long might be on purpose. Like they might be trying to revive the whole fad that existed because it was huge when it first came out. You mm-hmm. know, that one, I, th- I mean, I don't know if it was immediate, but it went viral pretty quick. Um, and then, of course, like, it came back when the that stabbing happened, which was when, 2014? Was that 2014? Yeah, 2014. Okay. So then, around then, you know, it started getting big again. That's about five years after they released Marble Hornets, I think. Um, and then, you know, so now, uh, another four years later, they're bringing up the movie. So I'm like, you know, if people, since it was sort of, like, relaxed for a few years, maybe this is their effort to sort of get people interested again. Because, I mean... I feel like every time it's brought up or, like, I mean, like, when the stabbings happened, I I guarantee they got, like, a fuck ton of views just because of, of that occurrence, mm-hmm. which isn't good. Like, I mean, that's right. fucked up. But, yeah. I mean. It's the way the internet works. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, yeah. How about you, Matt? Well, I think you guys actually pretty much cover a lot of the same things that I'm feeling. In terms of the movie's existence, is it in bad taste? Probably. But it, and I'm not like trying to undermine what happened to that poor girl uh, because there's no like excuse for what happened. And mm-hmm. it's like, but it also comes down to the fact that this is still, it was still a character that existed and it's based off other works of fiction. Because I'm a firm believer in people, people do shitty things and some people we don't know why some people are, but some people are more susceptible to media than others. I'm a firm believer of don't blame the media, blame the fact that you're letting media doctor what you or your kids Mm -hmm. are doing. It's the same thing with doom and mortal Kombat, where because, or where the basis of the Columbine shootings and yada, yada, yada. It's been going on for fucking years. Yeah. And, what were you going to say? Oh, I'm. it's kind of off topic, but kind of on topic. Um, well, did you guys ever see that movie Sinister? Oh, it's one of my favorites. I love Sinister. Good. Um, but uh, That's pretty good. Because that's, like, that's really similar to the kind of concept I got from the trailer, was that it's, like, it's these kids kind of 
being fucked up, but like they're being fucked up by Slenderman. Like mm-hmm. they're getting sort of. It almost has a very similar similar visual look too. Like yeah, very exactly. bleak and very dark. Well, and that was another thing that I like. I I both like and really dislike about that trailer because it like it reminds me of so many horror movies, right. you know. Yeah. But I kind of like it because I'm like I love when when horror movies come out that kind of mm. you know reference older ones or other ones and. It could it could be good. I actually like because I I wasn't into it until I saw the trailer, and suddenly I'm kind of like I think I want to see this movie. This another thing is no matter how good or bad the us as fans may say it is or critics, this thing is just destined to make a shitload of money. I know. Yeah. I mean, you it just watch, I kind of hate like, that. I kind of like, hate that. Oh my god! I can see it within the first five <laughs> seconds. Like this is gonna make so much money. Yeah. Um, Ugh. Yeah. It's honestly well, it's. And that's the thing, too, is, like, but it would have made more money. Because, like, I was fucking, uh, I was on that Slender Hype train in high school. Mm -hmm. And, like, I I I wanted a Slender, I wanted a Slender Man movie, like, five years ago. Yeah. I, and I remember, like. Same. Like, uh, a year or two ago, there was a rumor about, uh. Like the newest season of American Horror Story was going to do something. Yeah, oh that yeah, I've heard one. that. There's I've been heard a lot that. of like rumored TV series around. Yeah, they just never followed through on them. And yeah. even then, I was sort of like, "This, it's it's too late. It's not going to. It's just it's not going to mean the same thing to yeah. a lot of people because it's not during that initial hype." Mm-hmm. But then Jolyn actually brought up a good point that I did not initially think of, and that was. Maybe this will be that revival. Maybe yeah, this, I honestly because, think that was the point. Yeah, yeah, and because like Slender Man is sort of going to be one of those characters that just it it's successful because his design is inherently terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's tall. Well, and the concept is yeah, he's too. tall. Like, he you doesn't look at him have. And a, he's following you. you yeah, know, if exactly. You you're at him, he's yeah, like he's tall. Creepy. He doesn't have a face. He preys on children. It's yeah. it's just an inher- It's a concept that's going to work in horror for a mm-hmm. long time. That being said, in terms of the trailer, I'm pretty lukewarm on the trailer. I, it has, like we said, it has a lot of, it leaves a lot of mystique. Like, I don't know what exactly they're going to, route they're going to take. It could be generic. It could not be. They're But they're, like, they're not pl- showing you all their cards mm-hmm. in this trailer, which I think works. But then, like, you guys brought up that reminded you of other horror movies. It remind Now it's reminded me of The Woman in Black, the way The Woman in... I also get elements of The Ring. Like, yeah. The, oh, yeah. With the yeah. sort of and photography how, they use. Yeah. I kind of liked that, though. I'm, I'm going to be honest. That's, <laughs> once, once again, this movie just looks like a hundred other horror movies. And yeah, that's, and that's really. like, some... That's part of the problem, but part of, like... It's also just, like, we're at that point in time where it's, like... What the, Everything's what the a fuck, reference yeah, of something else. what the fuck else. are you going to do? Yeah. And it's, like... My one problem is, and it's, but it's also kind of brilliant, I think, too. This trailer had n- virtually nothing to do with Slenderman, mm-hmm. but maybe no. we'll actually get uh, like a full trailer that a full trailer that'll actually probably suck because it'll give more of the story away. Yeah. So maybe this is probably the best way they can market this movie. Well, I was just gonna ask: is the only glimpse of him that we get? Like at the end of it, yeah, just about. She's okay. like in the forest, hiding behind a tree. It could be. Oh, I'm sorry. No, oh, finish was, your thing. I was just gonna say that's like that's the only time we see him. Okay. I was gonna say it could be a thing where they're like 
he's in the background of every shot or something like that. Maybe they're being really clever with right. it. Um, Cause which I would actually, be fun for that me. Would I think be, that would be cool. Because I, I did notice in one of the shots where there's like a lot of drawings and pictures on the wall, I did see a drawing of him. One yeah. particularly stood out to me. Yeah, especially if it's just like one or two. That's and even the way the girl's like long hair drapes over yeah. the bathtub, you initially think that's like his tentacle appendages mm-hmm. or some kind of slime, but it's just hair. So yeah. there are like, there are hints throughout mm-hmm. the trailer there, this also could be an, like some of what of an indication that he's not in the movie that much like well, the one sort I like of like that a Blair idea. Witch thing where it's yeah. like he pops up very very calculated like at very very specific moments mm-hmm. and you gotta have to look for him so and who knows I, I like that idea I, I think that could that. be That'd really be cool awesome. well especially cause like uh, I mean cause this could sort of be more so a fictional adaptation of what happened in Waukesha rather than you know, a movie really about Slenderman. You know, maybe it is just about his effect. I got effect that vibe. On... That yeah, it's much same. more like about the Waukesha case. But... Say, given the premise, yeah. the way that they well, and the, to... like the release date, even yeah. that kind of that's a little fucked up. You know, yeah, that's uh... that's what kind of turns me off about it. Is it does feel very calculated because it come it, when I need to look at the Waukesha genius service. marketing for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, Slenderman stabbing occurred. May 31st, 2014, and okay. the movie's coming out May 18th, 2018. Okay, uh, so it's close li- Yeah, it's close enough. Very, Too close for comfort. Yeah, <laughs> very much like an anniversary. It, it reads like an anniversary. Yeah. But it's also, I mean, it's also, it's a Sony, like, release. Yeah. They're probably going for summer because the horror movies do tend to make yeah. bank in the mm-hmm. summer. Which is just so weird to think about. But. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Well, and what I, this is it's still about Slenderman, kind of off topic, but one like the co-writer, because um, it's obviously partially written by Victor Serge, uh, but David Burke, mm-hmm. he uh, he did this movie called Thirteen Sins. Did you ever see that? I have not. Okay, it's a really neat concept, um, and. It, it, I only saw it once, or no, I saw it like three times, but it was all within the same week because I was really into it. But from what I remember, it's like it's a Thai horror film, or am I looking at Thirteen Sins? Other different one. All right. Oh wait, there, the film is a remake of. Oh, okay, it might be a remake. Oh, oh no, no, Thirteen Sins is a t- 2014 American remake of a 2006 Thai horror film oh. called The Thirteen Beloved. Okay, well I that's was, I was reading it. I didn't know that. So now it's a little. I'm less excited about that little tidbit because <laughs> I was like, if that was his idea, then maybe this will be a really cool concept, you know. But now I'm like, well. I'm disappointed. Well, sorry. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I didn't mean, mean to do that. No, it's good. I need I need this information. It's important. <laughs> well, got to form a full thought. Because I actually, yeah, I was just looking because this guy doesn't have a Wikipedia page, which I know technically doesn't mean anything, but it's an easy way for me to just like look up right. what he's done. I have an IMDb page to see uh, Slenderman. He's writing an announced. Or they announced that they're doing a picture of Dorian Gray movie that he's wrote the screenplay for. David Burke or uh, David Burke. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen one of those in a while. That could be fun. L. Oh, did what? he? Oh, he co. He wrote L, the Paul Verhoeven movie that came out a couple years ago. I don't even know what that is. It was a. Yeah, it was a French thriller that got a lot of press. Paul Verhoeven did RoboCop, Basic okay. Instinct, Starship okay. Troopers. Apparently, it was really good. Huh. Um, so maybe this won't be horrible. Yeah, he has a lot of like lesser like uh, TV movies and director video credits other than Thirteen Sins. Sometimes and... those things are fun though. He could True. be a good writer. This could be this could be something fun. It could be. Um, I'm 
I'm probably best picture 2019. Oh dear God, I hope not. I Fuck. mean, <laughs> I no, there's no fucking way. Best comedy of the Golden Globes. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, I mean, because did did Get Out win that nomination? No, it no? Didn't. that's it, weak. Uh, Lady Bird won. Ah, of course, comedy. It did. I don't know what Lady Bird is about. Actually, I didn't see so. it, but don't I mean, ask me to yeah. make sense of the Golden Globes. I yeah. can't tell you. Golden Globes suck. The Grammys suck. All the award ceremonies suck. Yeah. I don't know the award ceremonies. But you still tune in, you bastard. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I stopped. That's why I didn't know who the fuck won. Okay, anything. I guess I'm the only one. Yeah. I follow. Yeah. Well, I'll like refresh Twitter, but that's not really the same thing as tuning in. But you still care. I don't care. I'm just curious because I know everyone around me is going to go ape shit when they award La La Land Best Picture instead of Moonlight. Oops. And then Moonlight won anyway, so everyone was happy. You got really mad for a second. That was fun. Oh, it's, I hate the Oscars. No, I get it. The Oscars it's... really just imposes on people that think they care about movies because they've seen something that's won an award. Oh, yeah. Well, this is kind of relevant, too. It's like, why is it so difficult for, like, quality horror films to get recognized? I mean, well, because is... forever horror has been, like, a naughty word in the film industry. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think people just, they don't see the art of it a lot of the time. Right. They see it as, yeah. like, oh, I'm... I'm here to get spooked, you know, and it's, exactly. they're trying to be, you know, yeah. I don't know. And that's, that's the interesting thing, is, interesting thing is that there's an art to getting spooked. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. no, and there, it's like, to me, it seems to me to be more complicated than just your run-of-the-mill, like, love story, you mm-hmm. know, like a love story, sorry, it's kind of easy to write, you know what I mean? Like, Most of the time, yeah. There's something really, like, when a horror film, because we get so many of them and because so many of them, unfortunately, as much as we love them, Oh, a lot, a lot of them are horrible. Are horrible. A lot of yeah, them are horrible. fucking but when, horrible. <laughs> but when one, like, for example, Get Out, which is getting all this praise, oh my and God, even, it was even, so good. even then it's more of a psychological thriller, yeah. but it's still a horror film in a lot of ways. It's, mm. And that's when, the thing, too, that I've noticed with award ceremonies is it's not a horror movie anymore. It's a psychological thriller. Oh, yeah. It's oh, like right. Silence of the Lambs, Semantics. psychological thriller. Uh, the <laughs> yes. Omen, it's a psychological what? thriller. What? They called The Omen a psychological like, thriller? That's a bunch of garbage. Or they called it a drama or something. Boo. I don't know. It's like... That's a fucking like They never want to actually say it's I, I saw and like the horror movie because they're like, Whoa. Oh, it's exploitative and it's They view it as this like this just weird like genre just for like teenagers and early twenties people. Like it's not sophisticated right. enough for them. So um But I mean the effects that go into like practical gore, even the CGI sometimes, it's just mm-hmm. like that's a whole art form. Oh of course. there's and, yeah. Um, and that's a that's a rant and a half that I'm oh, sure yeah. we both all feel yeah. very passionate about. <laughs> we'll just start yelling at each other. That's say, all anybody will listen to for the rest of this podcast. Well, just to finish what I was just saying there, which was like when, when because so many are so bad, like when one is like really stands out, like it really stands out. Oh, yeah. I feel like more attention needs to go towards something like Get Out. I mean, Get Out's yeah. been getting a lot of attention. And but it's like, well fucking deserved. Yeah, but so there are good. some ones that come out. I mean, It Follows is another example. I mm. personally loved, like, loved It Follows, and I think mm. it should have gotten a way more awards recognition i mean whatever the hell that really means it's it's i don't know i think it's more impressive when you're able to find new ways to scare people yeah no totally finding another way to tell a love story Mm -hmm. Uh, that's just my opinion i'm sure thousands would disagree with me but well i'm gonna i'm gonna take this time to bring up the shape of water because like this kind of got me thinking because i I love guillermo del toro he's Mm -hmm. fantastic um but I'm also – I kind of hate when people romanticize horror because, mm. like, I I mean, there are so many love elements to, like, every story you read that I'm like, you know, for a horror movie, can we just leave that out? Can't it just be about, like, you know, 
getting the shit scared out of you. Right. But also, like, the way that he does it, it's almost like maybe he's purposely catering to a wider audience, but still working in some solid horror and gore mm. themes. Because, like, in The Shape of Water, it gets gory as fuck. And, like, it's uncomfortably so, you know? But mm. the rest of that film is just, it's it's the romantic. same thing with Crimson Peak, which yeah. is actually the only Guillermo del Toro movie I've seen. Ugh. I know, I'm a failure today. But that was <laughs> what I noticed about Crimson Peak, is it read like a, like a gothic romance yeah. with a lot of horrific uh, themes. I think a lot of people even avoid calling that a horror movie. Yeah. Crimson Peak? Yeah. Oh, weird. Well, like, because I, I don't know. Like, I'll call it a horror movie and somebody will be like, oh, no, it's more of like a, you know, it's like a romantic it's gothic. It's a psychological thriller. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, too, is like, nothing n- needs to conform to one genre. No, I consider I The Hateful Eight a horror movie. Because, mm. or not parts of it, at least. Because mm. what's The Hateful Eight? It's the thing. It's just, it's huh. in a cabin in, in the West post-Civil War. It's the same level of distrust. It's the same level of mutilation. It's the same yeah. level of agony and torture. That's a good it's point. just, yeah. it's well, like... Well, a lot of Tarantino movies are like that, which is exactly. like excessive gore, which is kind of more so a, a horror thing, supposedly. But I mean, but it's, it's like, not really. And yeah, that's yeah, the same thing not. with Tarantino. It's like The Hateful Eight. It's also kind of a Western. It's mm-hmm. also a mystery. It's yeah. also a black comedy. It's, yeah, a bunch it's of shit. like, <laughs> I like... if. If you want to go balls-to-the-wall horror, that's great, too. But I think horror isn't, like... It's fluid. It, it is. It's, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, like, that's why... But that's why I noticed... Um, to me, The Silence of the Lamb, yeah, it's a psychological thriller, but it's a fucking horror Oh, movie. yeah, it's terrifying. When, uh, yeah, when that the girl is trapped in that pit, and then that final sequence with the night vision goggles... Oh, my God, I know. That was it's goddamn some of this, genius. It's some of oh, the scariest God. shit I've ever seen in the movie. so good. And, like, but, like, the fact of the matter is, oh, it's about analyzing serial killers. So mm. then the Academy Awards are like, ah, it's smart. So we can give it an award because of it. And the Omen is about, like, family dynamics and ancient history. And it's not I mean, to call it a horror film. Yeah. And it's, like, the same thing with The Exorcist, too. It's like, oh, it's about possession and demons. Yeah. And, and it's like, but it's like... A religion. But it's yeah. like, that's why something like It Follows isn't, you're not going to see the Academy Awards because it's like, It Follows it's, is about a sexually trans transmitted stalker yeah and but get out is about race politics it, yeah no that's a good point and because you can and that's all the academy is looking for it's because it's like it's like what you said it's like i'm not here to be scared i'm here to think i want to think in horror movie but yeah. i'm not going to call it a horror movie because that's a dirty word i don't know why everyone at the academy talks like that that's i mean that's, in a sense maybe that's like that's less Maybe that's not so much a bad thing. Maybe it's, like, to cater to the general public because, I mean, the general... I mean, it's not that everybody's like, oh, I'm not into horror movies. But, I mean, you get a lot of people, like, who are lame. <laughs> they, they're true. not into the whole horror thing. So if you call it a horror movie, maybe they'll be less likely to see it. But if you call it, like, oh, this is a psychological thriller, yeah. you know, more but, people might see it. That's inherently kind of what my problem is with it and what my problem is with... Uh, award ceremonies in general because it's like you're telling people what's good you're telling people what's to be celebrated and you're telling people how to think and it's like i don't agree with that i saw a lot of movies back in 2015 
did they all win something? Fuck no. no. Like, Straight Out of Compton, I, I say this all the time, it drives Graham crazy. Straight Out of Compton was one of the best movies I saw in 2015. And I, all I have I, nothing problem with that. All yeah. I got was a screenplay nod, which was bullshit, and yeah. it didn't even win. Yeah. The same thing with Creed, and it's like, it was Stallone got best supporting, which was cool, but a bit <laughs> ridiculous, and that was it. And it's just like, I don't give a f- really care. It's like, yeah. I saw it, I loved it, and that's that's my movie. That's what I think yeah. about it. I don't. I don't think award ceremonies necessarily mean much. It's just you know. It's, and that's it's sort of what I feel like when they're like, "Oh, it was not a horror movie. It's a psychological thriller." We're telling you how to think about it now, and it's yeah. like if you you watched a horror movie and you got scared, yeah, that's, yeah. just admit it. Like you'll <laughs> go no, you'll no go on a roller that. coaster and be like, "No, I went on a psychological experience that <laughs> not dealt with run. like yeah, just, like I tried." Uh, like experiencing what it'd be like to fall off a very high place. No, you went on a fucking roller coaster yeah. That's a good and you point. watched a horror movie. I like it, that analogy. And there. it's fine. <laughs> so Slender Man comes out May 18th. I'm yeah, probably shit. Gonna, <laughs> we're all over the place. I'm probably going to see it regardless. Oh yeah. Fuck it. I don't expect anything extravagant. Maybe I think, I think I'm going to like it, which is, I'm kind of ashamed of myself I a mean, little bit. I'm, sh- I'm expecting something fun. Yeah. Given that Slender Man is a character that works. Well, and I, I just, in the trailer, how like there's a little girl who stabs her eye out or something. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm in. Right, I'm down. yeah. I'm into it. Sold. What do you think, Graham? I'm going to go see it with you, Matt. All right. Yeah. We, maybe we get a nice surprise. Let's go together. We'll all go fun. see it. All right. Yeah. Well, the Monsters and Midnight Crew will go see it. <laughs> Comes out May 18th, 2018, to celebrate the four-year anniversary of, of poor little girl almost dying. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> dark. God. We brought up Tarantino a couple of times. Sorry. Maybe that was a little too far. But nah, whatever. We're talking be, about horror can't movies. Can't be taken back now. Um... Brought up Tarantino in our little spiel that we went on. Um, Quentin Tarant- it's now been announced for Tarantino's new untitled uh, uh, ninth movie. It's actually just being it's like uh, being talked about with the hashtag number nine. Um, nice. <laughs> Leo DiCaprio will reteam with uh, QT for this new film. The site notes uh, what site deadline. The site notes that DiCaprio will play an aging actor in the story that is being kept under wraps. The film will arrive in theaters on August 9th, 2019, the 50th anniversary of the Manson murders. Good fuck. Like, Talk what is it? Yeah. Well, I, uh, I kind of, it's, it's old news. Like, That's and true. I mean, it's not necessarily, he's, he's going away from the whole Manson thing. It's not going to be the main focus. So I think, I don't know. That's I, true. It's been long enough. Yeah. I was just reading, uh, ah, fuck, I probably shouldn't bring this up because it's like a whole other topic, but reading John Waters' book and one of his role, it's called Role Models, and one of his role models is, uh, I think it was Leslie Van Hooten, who is one of the girls who did the murders. Oh, no kidding. Um, <laughs> and actually, when I saw my friend Dahmer, when I saw the Q&A um, beforehand, they showed like a, an interview with her where she's just sort of like talking about kind of heal i I don't want to call it healing because i'm like she fucking killed people Mm -hmm. but i mean you know she was on a bunch of drugs and wasn't entirely herself and like now she just has to live with all this shit that she did because Mm -hmm. she was being manipulated you know and and i mean she's still like it's like she's not using it as an excuse she's like she's fucking upset with herself you know and it's 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 sad um but i just mean you know maybe at this point it's like 
we can be a little insensitive about it. I, like, not super insensitive, but because people died. But I just mean, it, it was, it's old news, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I mean it, it is one of those things. It's like, it is something that needs to be talked about at some point. And mm-hmm. I, fuck, I mean, Charles Manson just died yeah. fairly recently. I don't well, think and, we actually brought that up on a podcast. No, it was funny because when we recorded that, I was like, I'm pretty sure he died already. But then that night, he did die. That's right, yeah. We, yeah, <laughs> it was psychic. like the next day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, I did it. It was me. Nice. <laughs> Good <Manson>. work. <laughs> so uh, this is where I should bring up that bloodydisgusting.com is where I get most of my horror news. This is no sponsorship unless if you are listening, we would love. <laughs> they also have an it. app. It's on my they phone. They have an app, yeah. Um, I get notifications. So uh, if you are a horror fan, you should uh, definitely download that or log in there. Uh, Margot Robbie is reportedly being eyed to play Sharon Tate, who was, of oh, course, that'd be good. the most prolific murder that she's took a, place. She's fun. I like, Margot, I like Robbie. Margot Robbie. Yeah, I think she would do a good job. And uh, while names such as Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, and Samuel L. Jackson have dude, also come up. Brad Pitt could play fucking uh, the other Charles dude. Like, I think he went by Chuck or something, the, the one who did some of the murders. But his whole thing was that he was super handsome and, oh. like... I was gonna say he could be Charles Manson. I mean, oh yeah, Brad I mean probably. Samuel I would, Jackson see, could be I'm, Charles Manson. <laughs> I'm picturing fucking uh, Tom Cruise as Manson. Is that yeah. horrible? God. I don't know, but I could see it because Charles Manson was sort. Uh, I mean, this whole Scientology thing, he probably could. Uh, Tom Cruise is one of those actors that just kind of like he kind of has that Nick Cage thing where if when he freaks out he freaks out. So I could see him being like kind of well, and it's like the more Tom Cruise movies I see, because like I never used to be a fan of his, but I just keep seeing movies where I'm like, you're fucking killing it, Tom Cruise. I don't know what. Well, he's amazing in Tropic Thunder, and like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. well, I like how that's your example. Well, because it's like it's so not him. They have him made up in a fat suit with Mm -hmm. like false fingers and a bald cap. Uh, I think if he is, if Tom Cruise is being eyed to play Charles Manson, I think that'd be a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Because with the synopsis that they've get, given, Tarantino, uh, like, uh, the synopsis is set in Los Angeles in the summer of 69. Uh, whoa, that's a song. Uh, <laughs> it focuses on a male TV actor who has had one hit series and is looking for a way to get into the film business. His sidekick, oh. who is also his stunt double, so maybe that's Brad Pitt. If Leo is the aging actor and oh, Brad be kind Pitt of fun. is the stunt oh, that'd double, that'd be really cool. Uh, is looking for the same thing: the horrific murder of Sharon Tate and four of her friends by Charles Manson's cult follower, follow, cult of followers. Excuse Ooh. me, <laughs> serves as a backdrop to the main story. Okay. So it sounds like it's going to be a period piece about Hollywood in general and the turmoil of L.A. So I think that'd be really interesting, actually. Yeah. Uh, I'm all about it. Given uh, kind of how he did that sort of thing, used uh, war-torn Europe as a set piece for Inglorious Bastards, mm-hmm. but it wasn't specifically about yeah. the war. Yeah, it was a bunch of And yeah, also, I haven't been a, as big of a fan of really any of the big Charles Manson adaptations. Oh, no, me neither. They were like, all horrible. Yeah. Well, that's why I was fucking pumped when I found that Tarantino was doing this one was because I mean yeah it needs a proper yeah yeah because I mean somebody's got somebody's going to do it anyway so might as well be somebody who's someone who's good at like, it yeah, <laughs> would do great things it's with like it. how many there's like a bunch of tv movies of like uh there was that tv series that was on NBC for like two seasons that didn't look too good so no I watched but, one. I, I I don't know what it was called. It might have just been called Helter Skelter, and I started watching it. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is kind of neat. And then I got about five minutes in, and I was like, this is really inaccurate, and it's not helping the story at all. So yeah. why the fuck? Because, I mean, that story, it's... 
That's fascinating. I, well, and it's like that's the whole reason that Helter Skelter, the book, is so widely known is because it's it's an interesting story on its own. You don't need to manipulate it to cater to audiences. Like it it has a story. It's a well known story, and it works. You know, you don't you don't need to exaggerate. Very true. Very true. So next August, uh, August 2019, we will be I'm sure – well, I'm sure before then, but we will know all there is to know about this uh, number nine film. I think from it's funny how it's Tarantino. like the 9th, 2019, but it's also the 50th anniversary. Like, that's and kind it's of insane. His ninth film. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck is he keep doing this shit? The Hateful <laughs> Eight was his eighth film. No, he's doing it on purpose. Oh, hell, obviously. Yeah, most <laughs> definitely. The- Oh, I'm just going to say, is this the longest layoff between Tarantino movies? But it's not. No, it's no. not. What if, what if that Star Trek film he's got coming? Oh, man. That's a discussion for a different oh, time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember hearing about that. I'm honestly, I'm fucking sold. I'm going to love that. I don't care. I've never been a huge Star Trek fan. I just think it's interesting how all of a sudden he's like, I've got an idea, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, your Tarantino impression is like my favorite thing in the like, fucking we world. We do this all I love too it. much. <laughs> Into too it. often um you brought up during that uh discussion that you uh went to see my friend Dahmer and Ooh. had a Q&A with the directors yeah. tell us about that Joel it's funny I don't remember his name which is horrible I'm gonna look it up yeah please do <laughs> that was like the one thing I didn't take note of but okay so I went and saw the it, it was at Avalon um and there were two showings that he did a Q&A after uh and Mark um, Myers yeah there we go that's it uh very nice guy and I okay well, first, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into, like, some things that he said about the film, and then I'm going to explain how I totally fucked up my question and kind of really insulted this guy, even though the film was nice. really good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, one thing that's cool is that my friend Dahmer is filmed in Dahmer's actual childhood home. That was an actual wow. place. Um, Bath, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't use the same school, though. That was different. Mm -hmm. Uh, The author, Dirk Backdurf, um, of the comic, My Friend Dahmer, Mm -hmm. was an actual friend of Dahmer's um, and the movies about them hanging out in high school. Uh, And his source material is, like, really solid, Um, the the comic anyway, because he's a trained journalist now. And... um, you know, when he was interviewing people, he made sure stories lined up and he, he wasn't trying to exaggerate anything. He was just sort of showing a new perspective, which I thought was really cool. Also, something that I found interesting was the director apparently uh, didn't even read the whole Wikipedia page about Dahmer. He only used this comic to make his film, which I thought was neat. Interesting, yeah. yeah. Um, but, okay, so it's a really good film. If you haven't seen it, you should. Uh, it doesn't – it's really not like – exploiting what he did it's just sort of like it's it's almost like a cautionary tale uh Mm -hmm. that's kind of how i see it and that's the transition i'm going to use into how i fucked up when i was asking questions because i sat okay i sat in the front row and i was sitting there like taking notes obviously i was a huge fan of the film so this guy had to have known because it was like me and one other person in the front row i'm like Mm -hmm. so you must know that i do like your films i'm not trying to be an asshole but anyway um i i asked him did you mean for this film to seem like an after-school special. And I don't know if anybody r- remembers how bad after-school specials are, but they're they're not good art pieces. They're not well-filmed most of the time. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, what I meant was, like, I, w- I was trying to figure out if he was drawing inspiration from after-school specials because this is kind of a cautionary tale and it focuses on them in high school and it's, like, it's, it's not a horror movie. I wouldn't call it a horror movie. The director wouldn't call it a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um... 
it's very much just like a, it's it's almost a comedy about you know this kid in high school and then even at the end the way it plays that's what kind of reminded me of an after school special was uh like it ends where he picks up who is going to be his his actual first victim but throughout the whole movie you don't see any death or not really like you don't see him murder anybody or anything like that um but it's just sort of like he picks up the the hitchhiker and then um like the screen goes blank and then it's just text that says you know Stephen hicks was jeffrey dahmer's first uh victim and in blank year this was the date and he was caught whenever he was caught i don't really remember mm-hmm. um but <laughs> so that was how I fucked up meeting the director. Afterwards, though, he shook my hand and asked my name, and I felt really cool because he seemed to understand that I put my foot directly in my mouth and did not mean to. Well, I didn't necessarily – I mean, I wasn't there, but I don't think about anything too deeply most of the time anyway. I'm pretty stupid. <laughs> Shut um, the fuck up. I, I didn't interpret that question as rude because, like – Well, the first thing he said when I – like. As it came out of my mouth, I got to stop because I was like, oh, that sounded really bad. And he was just like, wow, that's pretty insulting. That was the first response. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. You're really um, giving a good name to Monsters at Midnight when you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it was it was really cool. It was really good to see. And you guys should see the movie. You should definitely buy the comic, too, because, I mean, the film definitely does the comic justice. But the, the comic delves a little bit more into it and is a little bit more accurate. And the illustration is amazing. So. So, Mark Myers, if you're listening, Jolyn, sincerely apologize. I'm a huge fan. We I really am. you on the show. Yes. No. <laughs> clear all of this up. Oh, dear God. He seemed to understand. He shook my hand. He was really nice. He asked my name. It's okay. It's fine. They're it all tight. worked out. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's very cool that you got to meet. I still have not seen my friend Dahmer. I would like you should. to. I would also like to read the graphic novel. Well, I have it if you want to borrow it. I would love to borrow it's it. It's very good. Dibs. Okay. <laughs> we don't read. Well, Neither of us read. That's say. why I like yeah, graphic okay, well, novels. There's pictures. Yeah, this one's kind of long, though, so, <laughs> you fine. know. I've read all the Sin Cities at Everyone least three times. Okay. Joke, but we're actually illiterate. We're, okay. we're actually, <laughs> when I'm reading stuff off a website, I have an earpiece in that's like, <laughs> I was people are reading it to say. me. Someone in the other room is uh, Maybe that's why I'm the only one with, like, paper notes with my shuffling. I can't read. I can't fucking operate. That's why I'm fumbling my words half the time. People are spoon feeding me what I should be saying right now. <laughs> Just long gaps in between sentences. Oh my god. <laughs> so it is a new year. We just passed through the glorious holiday season. I'm sure it was great for everyone, yada yada yada. <laughs> um let's talk about Christmas horror movies Woo! because I can't think of a better transition. Because yeah, nothing smooth. Nothing appeals to me more than the idea of trudging tre- upon something so like so holy and uh like some sort of sanctity that christmas represents so i love it when it's like the most it's kind of the most renegade horror attitude ever to like take christmas and say fuck you i'm Mm -hmm. gonna make it awful so let's talk about some of our (laughs) graham graham was not You need to hire someone better to be feeding me my lines. <laughs> so let's talk about some. Oh, uh, imagine if this was scripted. Oof. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you tell by my delivery? <laughs> um, so let's talk about some of our favorite Christmas horror movies. I know yeah. Graham has seen one, so we'll start with Graham. Let's go, Graham. But, oh, yeah, Gremlins. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a long time ago. I, took, I, I have notes. It's in the other room, but never mind. Not let's just say I own Gremlins, so... It, I must have enjoyed it, but it's, like I said, it's been a few years. Um, It was one of those movies (laughs) that... (laughs) 
Uh, I own Sucker Punch for like three years. That doesn't mean I enjoy that movie. I still own Sucker Punch. I mean, yeah, we own the room. I mean, okay, I guess we enjoy the room. But, yeah, uh, I mean, I get it. Um, What was I going to say about this? Well, from what I remember, I enjoyed it. Also, it was one of those movies that my mom, for whatever reason, like, there was a whole backstory within my family. Like, apparently she took my uncle to it when they were, like, ooh, this must have been when they were, like, middle school, maybe even a little younger than that. And they thought it was just this, you know, innocent movie, uh, you know, fun little creatures. And apparently, well, obviously the movie takes a turn. And uh, from what she told me, like, her younger brother, my uncle, was, like, hiding behind the movie theater seats. Uh, and was just baby. petrified. Um that's adorable. So she showed me the movie, and um, I wasn't, from what I recall, I wasn't really scared of it, but I just had a fun time watching it. Yeah, um, it's goofy. I, yeah, I like it's how a, goofy it's it is. It's definitely a goofy movie. Um, I'm sure if I was, you know, in like third or maybe, you know, fourth grade, I might have been a little bit more scared of it. Uh, but um, I honestly think I tried watching it when I was young, young, and I was not having it. I was not into horror movies when I was a kid. So I was just like, this is horrible. I'm never going to watch this again. But I watched it recently, and it's so fun and campy and ridiculous, and I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Um, so, but that, in terms of Christmas movies, that is about the only thing that I have seen all the way through. I watched a little bit of whatever you were watching was that, what, which, which Christmas movie were you watching? Black Christmas. Black Christmas. Black Christmas, ah, Black Christmas yep. is fun. Um, Wait, so did that... you... Oh, I'm so sorry. Finish oh, no, no you, you go. Okay, uh, well, did, was it the remake that you did or the... Because they made a remake, right? Oh, uh, yeah, I know they did. I am not... So it's not that one? No. Good. Okay, good. I, no. So we're on the same page. That's fine. No, no, no. Did you yeah, ever no. see... Um, Rob Zombie's Black Christmas. No, 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 no. By the way, happy belated birthday to Rob Zombie. Oh, yeah, God, happy we might as well rename birthday. this podcast the Rob Zombie Show. Because I had to bring it up. Did you see his Instagram? That was the happiest I've ever seen him. I was going to say, we got a smile out of him. Um, like a genuine smile. I think it's funny because I, like, I met Rob Zombie that one time and I like got a picture taken with him. So I'm like, I fit in here. I belong. <laughs> it, it's in our contract. We have to mention Rob, Rob Zombie. Zombie. If you're just, <laughs> Rob Zombie, if you're listening, please. Please be on the show. Yes, Holy please. Shit, <laughs> That'll oh be the God. series finale. Um, <laughs> after that, we retire. <laughs> so what was I going to say? Yeah, but I mean, oh, yeah, I was going to ask you. Have you seen uh, Krampus? No. Okay. Might have, that might have been your roommate that was watching it, Kendrick. Did he Possible. Watch? Okay. Kendrick watched a lot of weird shit. Because I've definitely been in the same room with you when that movie was playing. We never. I don't think you watched it, but I've definitely seen bits of that movie. It's and possible. I wasn't having it. I just didn't really care. So I mean, uh, Kendrick, God love Kendrick. He'd just watch anything. Like literally watch well, that, anything. You know, I mean, that movie was good though. I like. I didn't I, see it. I didn't finish it. So, uh, but um, <laughs> in my defense, I was probably drunk when I was watching it. But I remember Fair it being enough. really good. Legit. So hence the falling asleep. I mean, but otherwise, I mean, it's really funny and but still scary and. You know, that's why I like Trick or Treat, and that's yeah, the yeah, director. exactly. So you know, it's it's a good film. I would, I would give it a, I'll give it another watch, and everybody should. Does as the well. Nightmare Before Christmas count? Yes, absolutely. All right, well, sure. Then, then I'll then I'll put that in there. I love that movie. That movie <laughs> yeah, we spent like ninety minutes talking about Danny Elfman last time, so sure. obviously we're all into this. <laughs> 
fucking 90 minutes. Uh, um, that was fun. Very true. So With me just stuttering and not remembering the name of Toby Hooper. It's oh, okay. God. She's like, never going to like herself. I, I, I never, ever. Well, hey, at least you That's why I have, have notes seen now. like a movie by Toby Hooper. I was like, Graham, let's talk about the death of Toby Hooper. And he's like, oh. Oh, <laughs> no. I'm a, dis- I'm a really oh, big disappointment. You're probably wondering how just I got kidding. on this show. But, nah, <laughs> you're, you're, the dynamic the is there. the answer is because he originally hosted it. I was going to say. But it was gracious enough to turn the scepter over for that exact reason i couldn't name some reason yeah that's rough oh god he's oh god so i couldn't remember his name so what am i fucking saying i'm just gonna get out of here remember my own name (laughs) so jolyn uh some of your favorite christmas horror movies okay well black christmas is definitely up there um the movie's so good that's probably my new favorite horror movie but yeah, maybe it's, really it's just good. because i watched it a lot this past season well my thing was uh because one of my favorite horror films is when a stranger calls mm-hmm. uh i don't remember what year that was but with like carol kane yep um, i need to look it up that was mid was, to late 70s yeah it was it was after they uh, remade Black that Christmas. too yeah no i know i didn't launch that because fuck it 79 so okay. that's after halloween too mm-hmm. but uh but yeah when a stranger calls came out after black christmas but i always thought because like Black Christmas's whole thing is like, oh, the murderer is calling from inside mm-hmm. the house, and mm-hmm. that's when a stranger calls too. And then I kind of realized that when a stranger calls, just sort of stole ideas from everybody else and put it together with Carol Kane <laughs> and well, really awesome yeah. sound design. Well, the, the thing with uh, when a stranger calls is that, and with Black Christmas is that's based off an old urban legend that oh, yeah. uh, babysitter and the man upstairs is mm-hmm. a tale that's been around for forever. Because I mean, it's, it was fun with the whole sorority thing with uh, Black Christmas. Yeah, though. that's fun. I like the. I mean, I haven't seen all of When a Stranger Calls because it really takes a dive after oh, like yeah. that and that opening mm-hmm. uh right. that's why i like black christmas is it keeps it up yeah it's mm-hmm. i like its execution better because the payoff is the calls are coming from inside the house not yeah. like your 10 minutes in the movie did i ask you that when we were you were watching black yeah. christmas I was like is this the one where it's like the killers inside the house yeah. I, it's like it's one there are so many movies that mm-hmm. use that because it's like it's loose that story is loosely based off of and we can do this another time on monsters at midnight but i'll bring up that there's actually a uh real crime story that that uh is loosely based off of it's an interesting story and it's still unsolved to Hmm. this day so uh, we'll save that for another time on monsters at midnight but yeah continue your favorite christmas uh, horror movies oh well i was just gonna add like because I, I was telling these guys before we started how so many uh, of the Christmas horror movies that I was looking into are Canadian, including um, I threw my sheet on the floor. But anyway, um, they they're releasing a book uh, called like Yuletide Terror or something like that, or they just did something like that, uh, and it's also Canadian and it's all about Christmas horror movies. But I saw one recently. That's it's fairly it's from 2015 so it's fairly recent and it was definitely coasting on the whole Krampus hype because there's like a Krampus segment. Um it's called a Christmas horror story and uh it's it's an anthology sort of thing. Um kind of cuz it's not like uh it's not like, you know, Tales from the Crypt or something like that where it's, you know, f- four separate entities. It's like they're all overlapping stories, which is fun. Um and step 1 or just the thing, whatever. They're fucking zombie elves, okay? That's a thing in this movie. Um, and Krampus fights Santa Claus. That's another thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, hold on. I'm not even fucking done yet. With it, I think it was like 10 minutes in, um, an elf calls Mrs. Claus reindeer, reindeer fucking snow whore and then accidentally chops his own hand with an axe. Yep, 
So uh, you should see this movie if you haven't. It's fucking ridiculous. Uh, a lot of the acting is not good, but the child actors are amazing. Um, and William Shatner uh, is like sort of the what connects a lot of them because he's a, a radio announcer in this town that all this fucked up shit is happening in. And he just gets drunker and drunker and is just talking about stuff happening in the town. Um, and it like it threw me for a loop towards the end. Uh, so it's it's worth it. Like if, if you watch it, you you'll probably assume like that it's just ridiculous and over the top, which it is, but it also has a fun little uh, twist at the end. So it's worth seeing. And it's also Canadian. Legit. Me too. Um, no, I just read that uh, they were getting this novel, uh, uh, Yuletide Terror, uh, crowdfunded. The uh, oh, crowdfunding okay. is now closed. They only reached 74% of their goal. Oh, fuck. Okay, so, so not happening. I thought that was like... I a- mean, it, sh- it might still happen. They'll just like use what they have, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure that people... Or I don't know how crowdfunding works. Maybe the, if people get their money back at the closes before the goal is reached which so. uh, which crowdfunding website were they on what the fuck was it, it just that cl- does just make a difference because if it was on indiegogo they still have like they keep the money hmm. um indiegogo yeah. okay so maybe so they'll still it might do it. still happen yeah i'd read that book that's really yeah, interesting same. um yeah, a couple of mine are Black Christmas, as we, as I just mentioned. It's and Gremlins fa- is really good. It's yes. probably my favorite horror movie right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because there's a lot of great story that isn't explicitly told about the killer who yeah. is sort of referred to as Billy. Um, and I think that's some of the best acting in like a 70s horror movie. I think Olivia, oh, yeah. uh, Olivia yeah. Hussey, Margot Kidder, and of course, John Saxon. They're all really great in it. Also, the pacing, the sound design, the atmosphere. This is a really damn good horror movie. And it works good as a film to watch during Christmas because it's it dripping with Christmas stuff. There's trees, there's lights, there's mm-hmm. music. It's Can I add that uh, holidays? Because that kind of counts. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. That, that also an that's anthology film. That's another anthology one. I've, yeah. That's been on my radar. I've not oh, you haven't seen it? it oh, it's really good. The, the last segment is Christmas. I think it's the last one. And yeah. it's about uh, virtual reality, which is fun. It's a neat idea. And uh, Seth Green is in it. Seth nice. Green is fun. I'll have to check um, that out. Yeah, I don't recognize the uh, I don't recognize the director. Oh, he. I guess he did Legion. I wrote that down. Oh. Good job, Jolin. You can crack his <laughs> stuff. Um, can, I, can I take this time to pitch my friend's film that's yes, also Christmas-based? Yes, absolutely. Based? Okay, so... Um, you know, because I'm super into horror movies, I have plenty of friends who are also really into horror movies. Um, a couple of them being, well, one specifically, uh, Joe Trione. I don't honestly know if I'm saying his last name right because I, I didn't ask. I guess I probably should have. Um, you but, know him, yeah, but you don't know. Well, because well, okay, he's he's a he's a drag performer. Gotcha. So I, I know the stage name, which is Veruca Voorhees. Um, oh, Veruca Voorhees. Yeah, that's a, that's a good yeah. No, and she does a lot of horror themed drag, which is I was a huge fucking fan of. Um, and actually, the the reason I knew about this film in the first place is because my sister is in it dora diamond she's mm-hmm. she sings in it um and so this this whole film is just a bunch of drag queens and kings essentially i think that's that's pretty much everybody in it is a is a drag king or queen almost um but uh they had no budget 
And I think the the most all right, my kind of movie. <laughs> the, the, well, I, dude, no, I love it. I, I think the most money that they spent on it was uh, to buy like a Santa costume, nice. which I think is really fun. Um, In there, <laughs> and a lot of things were donated. Uh, so it was initially written by Joe Trion, and I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your last name, Joe, um, and James Worth. Uh, but apparently, they only really wrote an outline, and the rest of it was just improv. Um, a few of the other uh, actors in it, uh, like there's Colin Ackerman, who's a drag king. Um, James Mansfield, who is kind of a big drag queen in Milwaukee now because uh, she was just on RuPaul's Drag Race. She makes her own puppets. She's really fun and a, a really great performer. She's in it. Um, and actually, if you if you want to check this out, it's on YouTube for free. Um, and it's on James Mansfield's uh YouTube channel. James is spelled J-A-Y-M-E-S, like Jane, you know, uh, and Mansfield. If you don't know how to spell that, look it up. Um, uh, that's why it sounded familiar. Because Jane Mansfield. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a play. Right. It's yeah. a play of words sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote uh, Joe on something because it was really fun for me to read. So like he was telling me a little bit about it. I asked him just so I, I knew like what I could say about it that he would be comfortable with me saying on air. Um, But a quote of his was, we utilized everyone's talents for their roles, such as Dora's singing and Dylan's ability to be amazing tattooed eye candy. (laughs) So really campy, you know, a lot of improv local uh, came out in, I believe, 2016. I believe it premiered at Pride Fest. I hope that's right. Otherwise, I'm going to feel like an asshole um but yeah uh it's it's really fun it's really goofy if you like camp check that shit out it's called sleigh bells on james mansfield's youtube channel that's gotta be one of the greatest titles for a, a christmas horror well, movie I, I, I also thought it was funny because uh i think it's spooky dan he's like a, a b movie director mm-hmm. he came out with a movie of the same title with like barry bostwick in it i don't know oh, if it actually got made or not but that one looks worse i, don't, I haven't seen it but it looks it does not look like i want to <laughs> so yeah i'll just on top of that, I'll just also brief mention that if uh, Black Christmas is to Halloween, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night is to one of the Friday the 13th movies. Mm, Silent yeah. Night, Deadly Night is one of those slasher movies where you turn your brain off and just enjoy the warped, disgusting ride it takes you on. And that movie actually re- has a really interesting history because of the controversy it, uh, it uh, arose but it's also a lot of fucking fun, and it just got a brand new uh, Scream Factory release. If you are a Blu-ray collector, I also know I have one that's from Anchor Bay, I think. Mm. But uh, I might, uh, I might upgrade at some point. Uh, but yeah, it is a brand new year, and with that, we have new horror movies coming. Woo, I'm excited to talk about Yay. this. They fun. just. So uh, excited. Started filming the new Halloween, which is uh, slated yeah. for a release. What's that? <laughs> Halloween. It's just started, slated release for October nineteenth, twenty eighteen. Of course, Jamie Lee is returning. Judy Greer is playing her daughter, and Nick Castle, who played Michael Myers in the original film, is returning as Michael Myers. Oh, good. Which I think is very interesting. And then I don't know if I knew that. A lot of young stars and starlets to uh be hacked apart it seems like that have been announced i do not recognize any of these names that's probably good i like those kind of movies virginia gardner from project almanac miles robbins from mozart in the jungle and my friend dahmer apparently huh Uh, wait what was his name miles robbins oh i don't fucking know dylan arnold from 
When We Rise, and Drew Sheed, who has been on Stranger Things. Hmm, that's a good sign. Um, But yeah, with that, let's do a recap of last year. Let's talk about what our favorite horror movie was of last year. Okay. Graham, I start with you. Oh, okay. I guess I'll start. I mean... (laughs) You sound uh, thrilled. (laughs) brought Brought it up earlier. I don't think it was like... The greatest year across the board for horror films, but it there actually, were a lot of really fucking good ones. There, there. were good ones though. Um, I gotta say, Get Out. Then I mean, yeah, just be my favorite by far. Yeah, no, um, that was it was my favorite movie of impeccable. last year, and um, it's it's surprisingly rewatchable. And I say surprisingly. You're telling because... me it wasn't Blade Runner 2049? Shut up! Oh, get out! <laughs> I'm kicking you out. <laughs> it's not. It's not my favorite movie of last year. <laughs> no, I know. Oh, I didn't even mean to make the joke about Get Out because uh, that's what we're talking about. I was about. just going to oh, say it. Shit. But you, yeah, you caught it. I um, did. <laughs> fuck. I, I mean surprisingly rewatchable because, I mean, I guess I won't spoil it for people who haven't seen it, which you definitely should. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff to pick up on. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was one of those things I was like, well, after the twist at the end, mm-hmm. you, you kind of wonder, it's like, will it still have the same effect when I watch it now knowing what, what's what's going to happen? It still does. Yeah. Exactly for the mm-hmm. reasons Matt said, like you pick up on different things. Yeah, like um, more aspects, yeah. And, uh, I mean, the lead actor, um, gosh, I'm forgetting his name. Um, I know it's Daniel. He's the magical the Google machine. Yes, I know. Matt, look it up for me. Um, <laughs> he gives a fantastic performance, and I'm glad to see that he's actually on the short list for best actor. Daniel oh, Kaluuya. Oof. Daniel Kaluuya. Um, I definitely I'm, am I not apologize. pronouncing that correctly. I, know, I was going to say, I apologize. That's probably not the proper pronunciation but i think he gives a fantastic performance i think everybody kind of does in their own way mm-hmm. um yeah. and i think that it's going to be one of those movies that we look back on as probably one of the best horror oh, yeah. films i think it, it changed the, the game 2000s, but uh maybe of all time mm-hmm. um so i thought it was absolutely fantastic um there's i'm trying I, I think that's my favorite one so i'll yeah. leave it at that I'm sure I could get into other ones, but um, yeah, let's talk about it because it was great. We did already, kind of right, or was that before we, we actually started recording? Mentioned it. I didn't see it. What? Are you serious? Yeah, I didn't see it. What? I still need to. What? I don't think Graham saw it either. Don't look at me. <laughs> are we? Are you guys serious? I did Holy not see shit! It. Okay, we weren't lying when we said that Steve. We're not oh, okay. Stephen King. People. All right. Well, then I'm gonna fucking talk about it. Well, you guys. I wanted to see it because I heard it was really good, so I still really want to. see it. Well, it's it. like because I was kind of partial to the Tim Curry version because I mean, okay, everybody else who's not Tim Curry in, in that miniseries is not a good actor except for the kids. The, like, kids, the kids are, are really good. good, and that's yeah. why the second half of that miniseries. Quick, quick question sucks. before we continue on it because. I have okay. Does Mother count as a horror film? I think so. Okay, I think well, it does. Matt, go on a rant about that. Yeah, because I didn't. Anybody who wants to. I didn't. I, I actually haven't even seen it. Oh, you look really disappointed. Oh no. Oh, he don't like it. Oh, here we go. Okay, because that's I heard. Talk about it. Talk about something. Oh fun. God. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna say on Mother, it's like I've. Pretty much everybody I know who's into, into horror like hated that movie, but a lot of people who are like. I am a film buff. They do like that movie, but I think I'm both of are... them, and I still hate it. Yeah, no, so. I, I I've heard a lot of it's a mixed bag. I've heard of a mixed bag. I'm just trying not to knock it because I haven't seen it. So anyway, um, it sucks. Very good. Um, obviously because they made a fuck ton of money off of it. Um, well, and like one of the kids is also in Stranger Things. Um, the child actors are amazing, and um, 
I mean, it really communicates the the vibe of the book well, while, you know, leaving out the fucking weird-ass train that they ran on Beverly, which is great. I'm glad that they left that out. <laughs> Stephen King, stop doing cocaine. Uh, um, <laughs> he did. He did. It's fine. No, no, he did. He's admitted to directing Maximum Overdrive, like, just blasted on cocaine. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, it's like, I've heard that Stephen King, like, defends his, like, keeping that in there or whatever, and I'm just like, what? Yeah. It was so unnecessary. And it's like, it's so not relevant to the story at all. It's not necessary at all. Like, I get the metaphor of it, I guess, kind of, because it's like, but they're like, we it. just defeated this monster. Let's bond. Like, nah, <laughs> dude. Nah, you <laughs> defeated a monster. That's bonding enough. You don't need to run and train on Beverly. Anyway, so they left that out, Poor which is Beverly. great. Everything uh, else. Beverly seemed like she was into it. I don't know. She well, was like 11, too, though. Yeah, so. it's so gross. It's, it's so really gross. gross. I'm like, you're an adult, Stephen King. You can't just write that and let that be okay. But anyway, oh, that was another thing, too. Um, fucking shit. What's the name? Gerald's Game. I didn't see the movie. I, I didn't s- see it either. Okay, because that just came out on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, I can read really fucked up books, in case you haven't noticed. I really like horror things. Um, like no. Red Dragon <laughs> by, by Thomas Harris. That's really, it's a fucked up book. I had to stop reading Gerald's Game because okay. I was having nightmares. And my roommate wow. read it before me and she kept telling me like, yeah, I keep having nightmares. And I just told her like, finish it. You know, once you figure <laughs> out like how it resolves, you'll be fine. But I, I haven't picked it up since. Wow. I got like, I don't know, like maybe 30 pages in and then I was like, nope, I'm out, I'm done. Wow. Yeah, it's heavy. But I mean, the film, it sounded like it was really good. And it's a great concept. It's just, it's very, it's, uh, it's dark. And trigger warning. Yeah, a lot of lot of rape stuff. It's so. got a it's got the mother from Spy Kids in it. Yeah, yeah, which is fun. Carla like Gugino. Um, so you liked it? Yes, it was very good. Um, it was a good adaptation. Even though I missed Tim Curry because he's great. Um, I I think they they did it well. Uh, they changed it a little bit. Um, and they showed more of what the um, because like in in the miniseries of it. It was only really shown as Pennywise, that clown, but the whole thing is that it is like this shapeshifter who just sort of turns into whatever you're most afraid of, um, which I love. I think that's a great idea. Good job, Stephen King. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, they communicated more of the other fears that other kids have, uh, which I thought was cool. One Mm -hmm. of them was actually different in the film than it was in the book, which I thought was interesting. I don't really know why they decided to change it, but um, I mean, stylistically, it was horrifying, so maybe that was just why... Um, but also, I was very disappointed by the excessive use of CGI because I'm partial to practical, practical effects. effects yeah. Course, yeah. So a lot of it, I was a little bit like, eh, you didn't need to CGI that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's mm-hmm. pretty much everything that's made ever nowadays. <laughs> so eh, I'm just always going to bitch about it. Me too. Yep. So, yeah. Um, well, you brought up Get Out. Which yeah. is actually my favorite horror oh, movie yeah. last year. Yeah, same. But I'll bring Probably. up It Comes at Night, which we've done. Oh, the, I didn't see that. Me and Graham have been doing the roundabout about it. He likes it. I loved it. Um, <laughs> okay. That's a good sign. I'll have to check um, it out. If you're a fan of George Romero, uh, if you're f- a fan of psychological thrillers, <laughs> if you're uh, if you're a uh, fan of... Oh. Uh, of uh, it's got a lot going for it. It's a it's a story about two families in uh, some unknown apocalypse, just uh, playing the good old fashioned John Carpenter's The Thing trust game. And uh, honestly, That's I want to watch it again because I wonder if I could pick more up on it. <laughs> so, um, uh, sorry, thought of a funny joke. Um, I wonder if there'd be more I could pick up on it 
in uh, a second viewing. So I, if that actually, it should be out on Blu-ray, so, so I, I'll have to pick it up at some point and rewatch it. I please really do because then I'll steal it from you and watch it. Yes, absolutely. I need to see it. It is quite good, and it is very, very good. Uh, suspense buildup. Now, do, do I really have to talk about Mother? Uh, I mean, it's fine. We don't have to. Okay, we're, we're already talking. Long story stuff. short. Mother, I hated Mother, but <laughs> coming around off of the initial shock of how awful I found it. Um, Holy shit. Oh, this is fun. Uh, I've taken a step back, taken a step outside of myself. I can see the appeal. If you are into allegory... Mm-hmm. Well, here's here's the thing. If, it's not very, even very interesting or thought provoking allegory. Oh, you're so mad. If you are into baby's first allegory, I can see how you would enjoy this film. Um, Holy shit! That being so funny. said, I thought I found it exploitative art house garbage. Oh. I thought the uh, symbolism wasn't. It was exactly what I just said. I thought the symbolism was tasteless. I oh. thought the overarching, uh, the broad statement that he is making, which isn't even that broad or revolutionary or thought-provoking, uh, was sloppy and not <laughs> thought out well and contradicted itself. Um We'll have to save it for another podcast because I, say, I, I would like to discuss this movie in depth, but it would have to be a no restraint on spoilers kind of thing. Maybe I'll save it. What's that? <laughs> guest star on Chuckles Five Minute Review or whatever it is. He loved. He liked that movie. I no, would, but I just mean you could have two sides of, a, God, of the opinion. He can go once. You can do the, the second part. Review. And then he'll be done. You can rant. He'll be but, done. Oh God, <laughs> I yeah, get it. That movie sucked a fat one in my well, opinion. I, mean, I spent the last podcast just bitching about Brady Snellis. Well, Brett Easton Ellis sucks. Because he only so. cares about rich white dudes. And yeah, he sucks. That's not true. It's not. Uh, yeah, but I. Uh, <laughs> he upsets me because of what he says about true. women directors. And, oh, I had the. You know what? I'm not going to get into that topic because <laughs> I, I keep having that conversation over and over again with dudes. And I'm just like, you know what? Not, nope. <clears throat> Men suck. That's um, not true. It's not true. <laughs> I just don't want to hear that there are no female directors that. Yeah. Well. No, there needs to be, uh, there are some there need to be uh, more vocal females in the horror genre, which is why yeah. I got you on the show. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, so yeah, Mother sucked. Um, and not my favorite horror movie last year. Let's talk about some horror movies that we're excited for in this brand new shining year of 2018. Yeah. Um, I've been talking about the new Halloween movie to, to death. Obviously, that's the horror movie I'm most excited for this okay. year. I have another one in mind though. So let's start with Jolyn this time. What is yes. the horror movie that you were looking forward to this cool. year? Cool. I have so many things to say. Um, okay, so Winchester I'm really amped about. I uh, do not know what this Oh, is. God. Okay, I think it comes out February 2nd. Okay. Um, Helen so it's Mir- a new JT album, shouts. All right, continue. <laughs> that was really loud. Um, so uh, so it stars Helen Mirren, um, and it's all about the, like, the Winchester house that uh, uh, Sarah Winchester designed. Um, it's like kind of a... Uh, it's like a labyrinth. Like it's I like a that lot of it poster. is yeah. A lot of it is like nonsensical. Like I'm pretty sure that's the place where like doors lead to nowhere, and you know there are staircases oh, that don't lead anywhere. Yeah. Like that whole that's a real thing. Um, okay, because she's like the heir or whatever the heiress to um or something like that to the Winchester Firearms uh, gotcha. company. 
So it's all about her and uh, like her decision to design the house that way because she felt like she was being haunted by her husband and dead children, I think. Hmm. Um, or oh, and child. Uh, yeah, so it's like historical fiction kind of thing, which I'm super into. So I'm very excited about that. Plus, like, you know, I, I love when movies are focused around older women and nice. when they're kind of big budget like that because you don't really get that mm. all the time. Um, a little bit more prevalent now, which is good. Uh, but another one was a Quiet Place because initially I thought, admittedly, when I heard the concept, I was kind of like, nah. yeah. <laughs> but when I... I realized that's because I, I think I brought this up like a little bit ago. Oh, when I was talking about When a Stranger Calls with sound design. Uh-huh. I, I love when movies are kind of centered around insane sound design because mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's a way to like guarantee that your audience is feeling unsettled, even if you don't have a lot of like other stylistic elements, which some people could say is cheap, but I, I like that use. I think it's it's unique and I think it, it can do a lot without doing too much. Um, but A Quiet Place is all about like... Um, I don't know if it's monsters or, like, aliens or what, but they hunt people by sound. So, like, if you make any noise, like, they're going to come kill you. And so the whole film doesn't really have a – it doesn't seem to have a lot of dialogue. And the whole point is that they're trying not to make any noise whatsoever. And it's, like, it seems to be that – It says that it's a family living on a farm, hides from a supernatural evil, attracted to sound by avoiding making sound and communicating in sign language. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah I, I think that's that's really interesting, especially because like silence is unsettling on its own. Um, but uh, also, you know, um, that can allow for some really fun dynamic things with just the sound design, you know, music and and that sort of thing. That's really this movie sounds really interesting and is immediately intriguing to me because it's a movie about being quiet. Mm-hmm. You want to know who pro- is producing it? Who? Michael Bay. What? What? Oh, that's ironic. So, oh, that's fun. I mean, it's not fun. I'm, Fuck that. That's I so am funny. actually. I'm really. The guy who's directing it, writing it, is also starring in it. Yes. I'm, oh hell yeah! Good. I'm interested in this movie. I'm gonna have to give this movie some attention yeah i think that one out. i want to say that one's coming out in like march or april 6th oh april it okay. says okay cool yeah graham my microphone's out still oh no yeah no we better not take a break so i'm just gonna talk off my mats for the rest i don't know what's been going on it's the same microphone every time so i think it's just the cord anyway Strangers 2 is coming out this year. Oh, I watched that trailer. That's so fun. Yeah. It's a complete 360 on the original one. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting. You want to talk about like a movie that, in a way, is coming out a little too late? This one's yeah. been in like a development hell for like years. Um, and now we finally are getting a movie. And I, I think it looks like a lot of fun. To yeah. Be well, in the trailer, they're like, I think we're alone now. Mm-hmm. As he pulls up. And I'm just like, yeah, do yeah. that. Do that whole thing. That's it's fun. It's a... Uh, Hi again. It's uh, one of those. <laughs> it's one in the many movies that have come out recently that are really kowtowing to a, the 80s nostalgia that everyone's been having. Thor did it, and of course, Stranger Things, and I'm a sucker for that style, everyone knows. Well, the original movie is just like so brilliant in how simple it is. Mm-hmm. It's okay. like, it, it is in a way an homage to like the classic like slasher movie in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it just plays on the idea of. You know, what if you are out in the middle of nowhere with somebody else or by yourself and 
these random people pass by and just want to kill you for no reason at all yeah. other than that you're just at home and i thought that's what was so interesting about that movie um and, and it never thought it was anything more than that um i know they say it's based on a true story i well, think i wish they would kind of say it's just more inspired by true yeah. events it's loosely inspired by the whole th- there was it's loosely inspired by the manson murders and then there's another one that i th- wasn't it i i don't remember the name but i i was actually gonna say that is that i think uh because there was a there was a murderer who actually would kill people, but it would be a thing where he'd like knock on their door, yep. and if they weren't home, then he wouldn't come back. But if he knocked on a door and you were home, then he would be yeah. dead. Yeah, there was a collection of there was like three or four different events that kind of inspired this whole series, I guess. Now it is spooky. Um, I know originally the sequel back this must have been. I mean, like I said, this movie's been in development hell for years, but like back. A few years ago, they were talking about how it was going to be a direct follow-up with the with the original girl, um, and I'm blanking on her name. That's what we like to do that on that show. We like to blank. Yeah, on we never names. remember anybody's um, name. Fucking forgot Toby Hooper. But Ugh. it doesn't look like they're going to be bringing her back in any capacity, as far as we know. Um, but I kind of enjoy that. Like I said, I don't know if many people going to the second one would even remember the first one or have seen it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, it looks like a, a lot of fun. And then obviously Halloween. Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to be a guaranteed good time no matter what. Hell or it yeah. could be awful. Maybe it could be another resurrection. Who knows at this point? The, yeah. the Halloween series is, uh, it's got its up and down. Um, so, yeah. You're telling me that Halloween Resurrection isn't the greatest one it's in like that series? Yeah, <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> you're, you, I don't know if you're always this mad, but you're so mad today, and it's so fun for me. Sorry. No, I love it. This is great. Because um, last time I was mad. I was getting mad about Brady Eaton. Now yeah, I was getting mad about true. Death Proof. Still mad. I was getting mad. I'm always mad about Death Proof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's, I, honestly, I, I've not seen the first Strangers, but it kind of makes me want to because this new one looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, it looks uh, kind of goofy. That shot where she's running away from the car on fire, immediately made me think of Christine. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of John Carpenter elements yeah. in this trailer. Christina Hendricks is a babe. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I like, I like the uh, like the aesthetic of it. Cause yeah. It's, it, there was like a lot of neon, a lot yeah. of contrast. It is it was, really, it even the font choices, it mm-hmm. looks like they're going for that 80s slasher. Yeah. And again, the whole fucking pulls up, I think we're alone yep. now. It's great, it cranks great it up a little bit. Choice. I'm like, that's so unsettling. It's really, it's so fun. It's really good. Yeah. So, yeah, and of course, I'm excited for Halloween, but something I'm excited for is called Slice. Huh. Uh, it is uh, coming from the studio A24, who also did uh, It Comes at Night, so I'm all for A24 doing more horror movies. I don't know what this is, and I'm excited. The IMDb synopsis is when a pizza delivery driver is murdered on the job, the city searches for someone to blame. Ghosts? Drug dealers? A disgraced <laughs> werewolf? <laughs> what? And the the trailer is like done in the style of that old game Line Runner, where you oh like God. you drive a motorcycle on lines, Holy and Chance the Rapper shit. is in it. Oh my God! So, I'm sold. I, I'm I don't know. Sold. Really know what see to see the ex- shit out of this movie. I do not know what to expect, but it sounds goofy. Oh it sounds <laughs> potentially amazing. Oh. The trailer instills a lot of hope in me. And, of course, I want to see A24. This Everyone thinks of A24 as this snooty indie uh, company. And I think... But it doesn't exactly sound snooty. I was going to say. And now with It Comes at Night being actually a pretty stellar horror movie and this sounding like, I don't know what the nonsense, fuck. Nonsense, yeah, but, but glorious nonsense. I really am looking forward to Slice. I don't... doesn't really have a set release date other than 2018, it looks like. 
Oh. Or does it? No, it just says 2018. So, yeah. Damn you, internet. So, that concludes the January episode of Monsters of Midnight. We will return to you again sometime in February to terrorize your eardrums once again. I'm sure we'll talk about valentine's day or not we should i've only seen i've never seen any either my bloody valentine or the remake dude the 3d one was fun i don't care who says otherwise well before valentine's day i'll have to see both of them then yes um so jolyn thank you for joining us on this journey we are excited to have you on full time i'm equally excited if not more so graham oh yeah that's my (laughs) only contribution to this conclusion All right, that was Graham. Uh, This was a fun episode. We hope you enjoyed it at home. So until next time, we return to our crypts. Wait for sun to dip back below the horizon so we can terrorize the streets once again. Have a groovy evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, Fashion Hotline. Hi, this Easter, I'm on the hunt. For eggs? For new styles my family can wear to brunch. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now, get a huge 50% off your entire purchase in store. Everything you need, like dresses, polos, and shorts, is 50% off. 50% off? You must be hiding something. Dresses start at just $12 for women, $10 for girls. But Easter's just three days away. Then hop to it. It's in stores only. Don't tell the Easter bunny. Hurry in for 50% off your entire purchase in stores only. Now at Old Navy. Valid 14 to 420. In stores only. Excludes in-store clearance. Gift cards. Register lane items. Jewelry today only and two-day only deals. Hi, Fashion Hotline. Hi, this Easter, I'm on the hunt. For eggs? For new styles my family can wear to brunch. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now, get a huge 50% off your entire purchase in store. Everything you need, like dresses, polos, and shorts, is 50% off. 50% off? You must be hiding something. Dresses start at just $12 for women, $10 for girls. But Easter's just three days away. Then hop to it. It's in stores only. Don't tell the Easter bunny. Hurry in for 50% off your entire purchase in stores only. Now at Old Navy. Valid 14 to 420. In stores only. Excludes in store clearance. Gift cards. Register lane items. Jewelry today only and two-day only deals.